Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome into the first official episode of Rookie in the Vet. I'm Dante Furco here with Darren Leeds coming to you from the Fox, Illinois, and ABC News Channel 20 studios. We're here to break down all of the latest from across central Illinois sports as well as the Illini. I don't know about you, Darren, but I'm excited to get the opportunity to just sit down and talk more in length about the topics across central Illinois. Yeah, and you know, I'm... A sports fan, I'm not a sports guy in the news industry. Uh, my specialty is weather, but you know, I am very opinionated on things um, and I don't hold back when voicing that opinion. So I thought this would be a, a great way to kind of add a little bit of some insight um, from someone who's just a casual watcher of sports yeah. and not doing it as a career, but definitely excited to be here. This is a great opportunity. And so, yeah, here we go. First episode. Yeah, and what I'm most excited about is, you know, we put I put together these stories every night and have short interviews, short things. But my favorite part about sports and talking it is just being able to talk kind of via my own command and not cut it down to 30 seconds. Let's sit down, talk about, you know, say this person has been playing very well. Let's talk in length about it. Let's break it down. And let's see where we can go from there. And I think that that that's what I'm most excited about. Just be able to talk in length. That, yeah. that that's a big thing for me. Definitely, the news industry we're kind of taught everything very quick. I mean, stories maybe 30 seconds to a minute, but there's always those details that we're not allowed to, or not. I shouldn't say not allowed to. We're not able to include just yep. to kind of meet time specifications and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, this definitely gives us a better opportunity to tell some more of those stories, uh, give a little bit more insight and, uh, just kind of take a deeper dive. Uh, we got lightning detected. Sorry about that. That's I'm all right. Always monitoring the weather. So no matter where I'm at, but yeah, I got my phone here pulled up for some of our talking points. So. Yeah. And some, some of the other things with talking more in length is also interviews. I mean, we're going to have a lot of interviews, hopefully going forward, players, coaches, you name it. And also taking interviews that I'm able to do during the week and just let it, let, let it ride. Because obviously, as you mentioned, a lot of stuff's cut down. You don't get to see those full interviews on the TV or say on the web. And I think this is a place where we're able to kind of show those full interviews. So yeah, I, I'm just exci- excited to different get going. platform, different take. And so, uh, yeah, again, I hope, uh, we're able to do a lot more uh, with some of the stuff that we're given and 
yeah, it's an exciting opportunity to say say the least. Of course. And you know, one thing I think we need to talk in length about, and it's it's everybody's talking in length about this, whether you're on social media, on television, you're at, you know, charity events with coaches, everybody's talking about the famous transfer portal. Yeah. And <clears throat> As we talked a couple weeks ago, and we've kind of talked about this for mm-hmm. a couple months at least, um, just when there's news of someone hitting the portal or anything like that, there's some good, there's some bad to it. Um, I know I kind of lean heavily on, you know, building programs and stuff like that. And some of the things that some Big Ten coaches have come out recently and said, I definitely see their point of view. I get that it's a great opportunity for players Mm -hmm. to, and I don't hold that against them, but definitely you kind of see the good, the bad, the ugly of it all. Um, And so, yeah, that's going to be our initial topic of conversation for our first, because I think Mm -hmm. we could probably talk for hours about the transfer portal. Um, So, And one thing, if you don't know too much about the transfer portal, basically – Signing as a free agent with another team. You're right. kind of, you put yourself into that official NCAA portal where you're able to move from a college to a college. And it wasn't always like that. You used to have to sit out a year. Right. Unless there were certain reasons you could uh, for, for, skip that year of ineligibility, whether it was sometimes I think injury fell under that as well as your grad year when you're able to, you graduate in the four years and you get that. If, if you had a red shirt earlier in your career, you could jump. But we've seen it evolve over the years, just people leaving. And it's getting to the point where a lot of people are not abusing the transfer portal, maybe, but definitely taking advantage of it. I will say one <clears throat> one of the probably best stories of the transfer portal, I would have to say, is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. You know, uh, of course. sitting behind JT Barrett at Ohio State and then thinking he was going to get his time to be the starter mm-hmm. there, only for them to name Dwayne Haskins the starter. So he goes to LSU and national championship, number one draft pick. Like, would that have happened if he would have just stayed the backup at Ohio State? Yeah. I don't think so. And I think that was an, that, that's a great story because I really, I never, when I think of the transfer portal, I don't really think of that's it. That's just the one story that kind of sticks yeah. out in my mind. And is, I'll have another one in a second building off the same thing you just said but he was early i like he might have been the that first was, yeah year. one of the first like, i want like 2018 2019 yeah, something like that the transfer that. portal was a little weird when it first started one not many people took advantage of it two i think it was a little harder to get into but joe burrow yeah he went from ohio state to lsu and i mean it was clearly the best decision of his career yeah i mean one if he would have stayed there who knows if he would have won the battle with justin fields like that's yeah. another one but yeah, I definitely would say Justin Fields too. National championship, but would he have been the number one draft pick? I don't know. About yeah, you, that. Do, you don't know. And the thing, honestly, a ton of names come into my head now that I'm thinking about it. And you bring up Joe Burrow because I, I don't want to say three of the best quarterbacks, but three, you know, up and coming big, big name quarterbacks have abused have used the transfer portal. Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts from That's Alabama right. to right. Oklahoma. And then Justin Fields. Yep. Because he went to Georgia for a year. Should have been the starter. I forget. J- JT Daniels was the starter. I 
think. Yes. And at Georgia. Yeah. And then he and went then up to Ohio went to Ohio State. State, dominated, and then Fields I think was like the eleventh overall pick, whatnot. I mean. I remember we traded up to get him. Yep. Bears fan, by the way, so I just have to put that. But yeah, we traded up to yep. get with Fields the and... Giants. Giants, maybe I think it was the Giants. Well, I remember, and this, 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 I, I'm so mad about this to this day. But there's video footage of, I don't want to say my Vikings, but my Vikings in the NFL draft room saying if Fields isn't taken with this pick before us, they were going to take him with the 11th pick in that draft. I don't remember who they, they ended up trading back, and then they took Darisaw. But the Vikings were planning on they taking fields with that pick. They even moved, tried to move up to the Panthers like eight spot, but they took J.C. Horn. That that's just something I'll never forgive the Vikings for settling back. But n- not not the topic we're on transfer portal. Yep. Um, but you see, I mean, it's worked out in. I, I, we've seen it work out a lot in football. I think basketball is starting to really take over yes. the transfer portal. And this year, I have notifications turned on for a certain Twitter account where it just drops all the transfer portal news every day. Like, who's hitting the transfer portal, where they have interest from, and then when they commit. And it is crazy. And like, I hear every day. Uh, there's supposedly over a 1,000 athletes that are currently, I think it expands from basketball and football, but – a thousand guys that are looking for a new place to play, a new place to call home mm-hmm. for these upcoming seasons coming in 2023. Um, and one random just anecdote was the Yukon Huskies national championship basketball mm-hmm. were a majority of transfer guys. And here's, I'm going to get into my one down point of the transfer portal is I think it doesn't, you can put a good team on the floor, but you're not building a great program Mm. because a lot of these guys are thinking NBA and you win a national championship and definitely you're going to be high up on some of those draft boards. But yeah, that's the, the purpose of coaching is you want to build a program, establish it, become a powerhouse in football, basketball, whatever your given sport is. Um, And I mean, the transfer portal, like you said, it's pretty much open free agency. Like these guys can come and go as they please. Um, And you're really not, you're not getting a ton of dedication Mm -hmm. where it's like somebody could just want a better opportunity, maybe with NIL money in a certain state, certain town. And maybe they go seeking their own personal reasons for transferring. Um, but yeah, I mean, I that's one of my biggest knocks against it, I think. I used to be a big supporter of the transfer portal. I mean, I still am in a way, but I think I'm so in the middle now because it's just there's so many athletes transferring. And then, you know, you trickle down with Illinois and what we're covering. And it's, I mean, I think six players have entered the transfer portal in 2023 from the men's basketball team. You have Sky Clark, Jaden Epps, uh, Brandon Lieb, Severin, who's, I believe, a walk-on. And then there's another walk-on who hit the transfer portal. And then RJ Melendez. Yep. Like, there's so many players who, I mean, obviously, there's reasons. There's just so many players just hitting the transfer portal. And, you know, Illinois seeing it and getting hurt by it firsthand. Yeah. And I can definitely see, you know, if you're, say you're a freshman, you're not getting a lot of playing time and you get an opportunity to be a starter somewhere. um, 
then I can kind of be in support of that. Um, having to wait a couple of years definitely gets, I don't know, a little tiresome mm-hmm. of maybe you're getting a couple minutes a game where if you can go to a smaller school, maybe you're getting, you know, majority of the lion's share of the minutes for that position. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a little bit more of an opportunity to kind of showcase your talents. And again, everybody I feel like is big picture NBA, NFL, like that's what a lot of these guys are doing. Some of them, you know, just using it to get a good education at a school Mm -hmm. and they don't plan on playing professionally. Um, But definitely I can see that aspect of it. Um, And that's kind of what I'm thinking because RJ Melendez has been here for years. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that he was leaving, that was kind of a shocker to me. And, you know, I've always kind of seen him as that spark plug of a player, like, coming off the bench in the NCAA tournament in that first round. And he dropped 10, 11 points in like two to three minutes and kind of got Illinois back on track. Um, so it hurts to see him kind of moving on. And I think Georgetown mm-hmm. is his program of choice right now. And I mean, Georgetown was a great program back in the early two thousands, back in the nineties. Oh, um, but now you don't really hear a whole lot about Georgetown. You're saying Jaden Epps Melendez. to Georgetown. So Melendez ended up deciding on Georgia. Okay. He, uh, Jaden Epps I don't know going to Georgetown, Georgetown. But I mean, Georgetown's been thrown around for everybody. Yeah. Like they are, they're going to be a tough team to beat next year. I mean, they're landing uh, apps. There's a couple other guys they've landed, but they're in the market for Hunter Dickinson as well. Could be going there. I mean, I know he has connections to the Georgetown coaching staff. So, I mean, that could be a spot. You think they could maybe be the UConn Huskies of the 23-24 season? Oh, definitely. Okay. And, I mean, Georgetown has a few guys, too, that are pretty solid on their roster already. They have Matumbo's son. He has never been great for them. But, I mean, with Matumbo, you're getting a seven-footer who will get you a rebound. But, yeah, and then also building on to that, I think you mentioned it, but NIL is – I think that plays a big, it's it's playing a huge factor. And then, I mean, yeah, I want to see these kids get paid. They're getting, you know, a good education and whether they're taking advantage of that or Mm -hmm. not. Um, But NIL, yeah, is a huge thing. You know, some of these guys are getting paid some decent money before they're getting out of school. So if they have any debts, you know, that's a benefit Um, kind of, gives them a little bit of a stepping stone when they're done with school. Um, But I mean, I definitely think that's a big thing um, to entice people to come. I know that's been a topic of conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.edu.
www.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I don't think, I don't know how much Illinois has been affected by that. I know they, their, their athletic department does a good, a great job. They have like a, a ton of sites set up for their athletes to benefit from that NIL where they are, you know, putting out kind of like cameo, like video requests. Sure. Like this player will do a video request for $25 or I've even seen some things where they'll I've show even, yeah, up to like birthday yeah, parties. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Something Atlanta's like that. kind of cool, it's I cool. think. But yeah, I think like putting your name or face on like mm-hmm. the local KFC or something like that, I don't know, or like Burger King. Yeah. Um, maybe that's a little bit much to me, but. <laughs> it's definitely pulling players away from programs. And especially if you're a program that maybe doesn't have that, I don't want to say community support or donor support, but it's going to be tough to survive. And I want to bring up something because of my connection there, but Syracuse has been absolutely destroyed by NIL this past month. There's been a lot of controversy. So Syracuse had a big name donor and he was bringing in like million dollar deals for players. Like I'm talking big money. They still can't win it too, but it hasn't come into effect. A lot of that money has gone to getting recruits to come here. Sure. But they, their donor, big name donor, the school cut ties with him. They said, we don't want you involved with our program. We don't want to go down that route. So now Syracuse, who isn't going to have big name donors backing them because this university doesn't want them to, how are they going to survive? And that could be hitting other schools too. And especially, I mean, mid-majors are going to get their mid-major players, which anyway, like if you're a mid-major caliber player, you're going to mid-major. But, I mean, how are they going to survive playing against these teams when they can't land players because they don't have the NIL support? Sure. And there's so much that goes with that. And, I mean, going back to what you were talking about with this donor, mm-hmm. I mean, are they just handing out checks to be like, come play here, or are they trying to help them? It's more like advertisement. Okay. Like, he's, he runs a big company, and it's like commercial stuff, kind of stuff like that, different partnerships and deals. It's not, like you said, just like handing out checks kind of thing. Because that's technically, I think, Still against. Still illegal. Yeah. I, I think it falls e- under the pay-to-play kind of thing. Yeah. Where I, there's there's so many different rules to it, and it keeps changing. I think it, I don't know if it depends on the state. Also, something to add, interesting, which I've been reading about lately, because Syracuse got dissed by this and affected. But if you're a foreign player, there's tons of rules that prevent you from taking NIL deals. So that's like another, and I mean, there's a lot of foreign players that come over to play college ball. Yeah. Illinois has one, um, and it's, it's it's interesting. We've seen players they'll like go to a different country to do the NIL deal and come back. Like uh, Oscar Shishibe, I think his name is from Kentucky mm. the Center. When they were in the Bahamas for their, I think it was Bahamas for their midseason tournament. Like Illinois went to Vegas, they went to the Bahamas. They set up a ton of NIL deals there because it's off American grounds and they can do NIL. Yeah, NIL is just going in a ton of different places. Yeah. But I mean, and that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time, but it's it's definitely affecting the transfer portal. And then, you know, going in down the coaching route, we've seen a lot of coaches just not big fans of the transfer portal unless it benefits them, I feel like. But if it doesn't, then that's when you hear the complaints about it. Right. And I mean, let's talk about, uh, oh man, I'm going to 
stumble on this name. He's coaching at USC right now, was the coach of Oklahoma. Talking Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. I was almost going to say Lane Kiffin, but I was like, it's they're, not Lane they're both, Kiffin. Well, he's at USC now. Right. Yeah. But he was with Oklahoma, benched Spencer Rattler to go with Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, yeah. He gets that big job at USC, and then he brings Caleb Williams with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Wins the Heisman, too. Yeah. And then Oklahoma just fell off pretty much after that. Um, I mean, I get you want to, you're going to a certain program, you're committing to this coach. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, like he had a great opportunity to run the house in the big 12. Um, Granted, they ended up losing the PAC 12 championship to Utah Mm -hmm. and he just got, beat up in that game. I don't know why they didn't pull him. Yeah. But they could have won. I think Caleb Williams was healthy. They could have won. Yeah. But anyways, so I get the, you know, you want to stay dedicated to your coach, but where do you draw the line between I'm dedicated to this program or is it just this one person? Mm -hmm. So again, I see the drawback to that. And I'm guessing there's a lot more NIL opportunities in Los Angeles oh, than there are in Norman, of Oklahoma. Course. And let me ask you something, because this is something I thought about the other day when thinking about the hypocrisy of the transfer portal and why so many coaches are mad. So laying out a bunch of things, you go, you go from one job to another. Let's, I'm going to list a couple things, money, fit, uh, the want to win and how you can contribute. So why can a coach jump from college to college whenever he basically feels like it for all those things, but a player can't? And there's certain coaches that I've seen get mad about this, but why are they any different? Like I was just I was just thinking about that. I mean, you one, you don't even get those coaches are getting paid by the university. Yep. And the better they do, the more they get paid. But right. for players, I mean, it's different a little bit with NIL now. But before, the more you played, the better you played. It made no difference. Sure. You never got the money. It was just for a championship. Right. And I also will say, I mean, I think Lincoln Riley got that by going to the Pac-12. He knew he had better recruiting over in California. Mm -hmm. It's a very sexy place to come and play football. If you remember back to the Reggie Bush, Matt Leiner days, Um, and Pete Carroll was the coach at USC. but it kind of almost became, you know, you're in Hollywood. It's a Hollywood story. Um, But I mean, you were dedicated to Oklahoma. I don't know. I'm big into, you know, you commit to this program and like, you want to see this program succeed. And like Mm -hmm. when it's not going the way you want to just walk away and say, you know, I know I can make twice as much money over at this other school who is desperate for a coach. Yeah. I mean, USC could have hired almost anybody, but I think he saw the opportunity there. Um, I don't know. I kind of scrutinize everybody a little bit. Um, But I will say, um, I mean, you're talking about jobs. I'll give you an example from my personal life. So I worked at this station in California they were going through something. They let a bunch of our employees go. I was one of them. I was out of work for about a year. Um, and I got the opportunity to work for their competition station. 
um, immediately when I went in for the interview, I felt like it was a great fit. This station, everybody gelled together, all the coworkers in the newsroom, everybody got along, everybody helped each other out. Um, I was really excited when I got that opportunity and it was a great learning opportunity for me with some of the people I was working with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the only thing I kind of was focused on once I got that job was I want to do better than that station that let me go. Um, so I can kind of see if it's a different situation, if you're being, if they're parting ways and say, you didn't expect that to happen to you. Like never in a million years did I think I was going to get called into mm-hmm. HR and say, Hey, we're letting you go. And a bunch of other people are losing their job too. But if you're just leaving for money, then it makes it kind of look a little selfish, maybe greedy. I don't know. But to me, it was, I was just looking for my next opportunity. I was grateful for the opportunity I got. And so there I was like, I can really shine here. Um, and you know, at the same time, kind of stick it to the the station that did me wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that that's for many players. That's kind of their mindset. It's just the want to be great, be better, and just succeed at the ultimate level. Well, not, I mean, the NBA is the ultimate level, but for some of them who will probably not see the NBA court, sure. they gotta you know do what's best for them as the you know, as as their time in college basketball is in front of them. But I mean, there's, there's so many layers to the transfer portal, but for me, I'm beginning to see more of both sides than I did maybe a year ago. Just seeing so many different, more players in the transfer portal, NIL continuing to grow. It's just, it's a crazy world. But I mean, my opinion, your opinion, we actually polled a few people on our Twitter to see, you know, what they thought about it. And many people were saying how they don't like it. It was it was kind of a little in the middle with don't like it. We gave them three options. I like it. I don't like it. As well as kind of, as I said. I'm stuck in the middle. Yeah. Yes. And a lot of people were saying that they were, that they didn't like it. Um, which I'm not surprised about. We've seen so many. I mean, you go on social media nowadays and people are hating on the transfer yeah. portal. But it, it really depends. Yeah, so 46% said I don't like it. 21% I like it. And 33% in the middle. Th- it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. doesn't surprise me that much. And I get it. Like I said, it's good, it's bad. I mean, if you're landing somebody to your school and they're helping to boost your program for – a season or two, mm-hmm. then you love the transfer portal. But if you're having a mass exodus of a bunch of players and who's going to be the starting point guard forward next year, then yeah, maybe you're not a fan of it. But I will say let's switch gears and talk about football. So Big Ten football, I will say Illinois just landed the transfer from Ole Miss. Yep. And he was the backup quarterback. So definitely that was a piece that Illinois needed. Uh, I believe the backup quarterback to um, Altmaier. No, Michigan's backup quarterback um, is now transferring over to Iowa. Iowa. Yep. Uh, Why can I not think of his name? 
I was trying to not think McNamara, of it right? It's McNamara. It is McNamara. Yep. Um, because what's the other guy? McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So McCarthy took him to that national championship. Yeah. Was it the national yeah. championship? No, the semifinal. That's right. Because they lost TCU. Lost TCU. Yep. Um, but he won that Big Ten championship over Purdue. Um, so his backup, who was, I believe, a starter for a little bit, mm-hmm. is now taking his talents over to Iowa. And I think Purdue just landed. They did a transfer QB, and that's from a position Texas. They need the, it was the backup to Quinn Ewers. Uh, it went to Purdue. I mean, they they got, they got a couple guys Hudson in this year's Dart. I want to could be they they landed a few guys. I mean, so many different colleges landed. Kentucky already replaced Will Levis with Devin O'Leary, whose brother's actually on Illinois fighting for the starting quarterback job. Um, yeah, I mean, it, we saw it a lot with the quarterbacks. I think the quarterback's that big money maker in college football, and that's a sure. lot of people's focus. And then, you know, touching on it quickly uh, as we wrap up the episode, but home homegrown players with college yes. also mean a lot too because i mean look at this upcoming nfl draft with what illinois was able to what illinois is putting on the table for these nfl teams devin witherspoon probably gonna be a top 15 pick you have Quan martin rising the boards sydney brown chase brown chase actually didn't start at illinois i believe yeah i believe it was chase didn't start at illinois but he transferred in but he's been here for years yeah sydney Quan, devin have been here for years as well and it's some sometimes those players you as the more you fit into a system, the more you're able to showcase your true talents. And I mean, these guys showed it. And I will say that is another one of my things where I'll say I am in favor of the transfer portal is, you know, let's say you're playing across the country, but you want to play in front of your family, your friends, everyone who you grew up with, mm-hmm. then I can see it's a good reason um, to, you know, maybe go to your home state, you know, big university, power five university, um, and I can definitely see the draw with that as well. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, Chase Brown put on a show this season. Put on, yeah, I was kind of surprised he wasn't in the Heisman running at some yeah. point along he, the line. But... He trickled into the top ten a lot. But when you go to Illinois for a running back like that, you got to be just outshining everybody. And he's what? dropping like two hundred yards a game. Yeah, almost. the only thing he lacked was like were the touchdowns. Yep, at, at least in comparison to Bijan Robinson. Yep, and quorum over at michigan is they doubled almost probably almost tripled his touchdowns yeah and they're also going against b john robinson's going against the whole big 12 quorum's going against ohio state penn state big name big teams like that where maybe chase brown's going against wisconsin minnesota kind of thing but yeah i mean he trickled near the top 10 a lot but never made it into the real top five conversation but hey all names to keep an eye on draft night witherspoon's probably the only one that will go night one Macy, Sydney, and Quan night two from round two and three, and then four through seven. I think that's where we'll see Chase, and that could be a topic for next week. Break down the draft yeah. a little bit. And f- I got to ask, who's the last name on so, your list? So there? Nick Broker, he went to Sacred Heart Griffin, a okay. local kid, Ole Miss, offensive lineman for Luke Altmeyer at Ole Miss coming in. We spoke. I spoke to him a few months back about their connection, and they talked about him coming back to Illinois. But yeah. Nick went to Sacred Heart Griffin. He's projected about a third-round pick. Okay. Um, but it'll be exciting to see, hopefully, you know, a local central Illinois Springfield Bears athlete need offensive line. Hey. That's the one thing that has been said about the Bears is just give Justin Fields some time in that pocket. Yeah. I mean, he 
definitely put on display what he can do with his legs this season. I want to see what he can do as a passer going forward. That's a different subject. Yeah. We'll get on that when we get closer to the NFL yeah. season and I, everything. But. Yeah, I'm excited, and I'm excited to keep going on this season with the rookie and the vet. Yeah, as we great name, obviously. Uh, well, not obviously. Dante being yes the rookie. Uh, this is his first TV gig out of college. Um, I've been in the TV business for about 12 years. Yeah. Um, and I've something- done some reporting, done some producing. Weather's been the main focus, but I always said if I didn't do weather, I would have been a sports guy. But yeah, it's something to add in. In sport, I mean, it depends on the league, but the NFL, you know, I, the NFL's four plus years to get veteran status. Okay. So, we, so we consider Darren a veteran. I consider him a veteran. And then I looked up some different definitions of veteran in the workplace when it comes to that title. And they say like 10 plus years. So right. I, 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 got, I, I, got I classify, yeah, I classify Darren as a veteran. Check that box. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that'll do it in the first episode. Make sure to join us here weekly for all the latest across central Illinois sports. Looking to send in a question or topic you would like us to talk about. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at Dante Furco or Darren Leeds WX. Shoot us a tweet or a message. And your question may appear in one of our upcoming episodes. Make- and then tell them where they can listen or download yeah. the podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, as well as other podcast streaming platforms. That's Amazon Music, can- I think, is one of them, Probably. Too. I think okay. we'll find out as we start distri- distributing. I've got Amazon Prime, so I think I have Amazon Music for free. Or there you something. go. Hope- so hopefully, hopefully anywhere you can stream a podcast, there you, go. you can stream Rookie and the Vet. All right. So that'll do it on our first episode. I'm Dante Furco. I'm Darren Leeds. Yeah, and we'll see you next time.